Alright, so we're taping. Oh Mike uh the saga of Sipes. So, <laughs> lost, lost, lost his voice, man. I, we should have recorded the show. It would have been interesting to see how it is when he's quiet. Well, <laughs> he's strapped, so, you know. He could have, dying. like, signed or written something on the screen, like a whiteboard. I'm not learning, I'm not, I'm not learning sign that language for Michael. Yeah. And welcome back to episode 95 of the Dynasty Trades HQ. 96, right? And if you... 96. Episode 96. It's like I said. Um, one, two, yeah, three. Okay. Just like you said. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to episode 96 of the Dynasty Trades HQ. I'm here with my lover, Jeremy Broen. Oh, I thought we were I thought we were on a break. I don't I don't understand oh. what's happening right now. Awkward. So that's awkward. And if you hear me <laughs> hosting or Sipes hope oh, oh, or Jeremy, excuse me, hosting, you know that means that Sipes has run into some calamity and he is unavailable this week. <laughs> some so. calamity, yes. He's 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 on sabbatical, let's just say that. So uh Michael's unable to join us this evening, but hopefully he'll be back by the our hundredth episode, which is only four episodes away, so I'm not <laughs> guaranteeing it. Never know. No. So I'm just gonna dive right into the, the injury news brought to you by Rotoshorance. Uh check out rotoshorance.com, use Dynasty Trades HQ, all caps for your uh a code to get a twenty percent off. They call that a promo code, that's what they call it. So, uh, yeah, everybody on the Giants is injured. Yep. Um, yeah, so I don't know if this is going out tomorrow, Friday, but either way. So Evan Ingram was ruled out. Saquon Barkley was ruled out. Uh, Wayne Gallman was ruled out. <laughs> and Sterling Shepard was ruled out. Another concussion for that so, guy. So, yeah, and that, that's, that's getting a little scary for yep. Shepard because he has a history of concussions, and this is the second that he's had in the span of four weeks. Dude, hate, hate to see it with football players. I mean, a lot of the injuries, you know, they can overcome, you know, pr- pretty well, you know, getting banged up. I mean, obviously, these guys are getting hit all the time, but the head injuries are scary, and honest, man, honestly, it, it seems like I don't have the numbers, but it seems like it's more and more common for guys to get concussions or, you know, like people say, maybe diagnosed with concussions. But, I mean, nonetheless, in a sport like that, that's um, – that's especially with the new helmets, I mean, that doesn't seem to be doing a, a damn thing. Um, maybe maybe even some of those designs are, are making it worse. Uh, I'm not sure, you know. And these guys run into each other full speed ahead, and, and their helmets collide like that, you know, just like um, – MMA fighters not using boxing gloves, you know, they're not, they're not throwing those, uh, those punches to the side of the head. They're punching straight ahead. They're not break, you know, breaking their hands They're not busting guys up in the temple. I, I think these guys hit harder because they have helmets on. I mean, look at the guys that play, you know, Australian rules football and, um, rugby and stuff like that. I mean, they're hitting each other too, but they're just not able to fly in there at full speed with a sense of, you know, maybe, uh, what's it called? <laughs> Impunity. You know, yeah, just running in there and, and hitting each other that fast with their heads involved in, in the collision. I, it's it's scary, man. It, I just, uh, I hope these guys, Jordan Reed, um, you know, good football players like Shepard aren't knocked out of the game because of the continual head injuries. Yeah, I think Jordan Reed should just hang it up at oh, this man. point. Are you uh, serious? Like, <laughs> no amount of money is worth losing your brain. Yeah. 
we're in week six. Plus, you know, he signed a big contract, I believe. So he made his money. Like, just walk yeah. away. You're a rich right. young man. Plus, you're going to need that money because, I mean, not not to be flippant, you're probably going to have Alzheimer's by the time you're 50. Yeah, that's brain, the thing. Brain damage. You've CTE, you've, you've whatever. Incurred. Just, um, yeah, you need to keep your brain intact. Some of these guys we know, they have all kinds of... Um, you know, knee problems, hip problems, different things that, that that linger after professional football. But your brain, damn, dude, don't mess with that head. Yeah, and real quick, just a couple things. So the helmets that they designed, the problem with the helmets is, is it's your brain that's banging against your right. skull. Right, inside. So, in, yeah, so until they can, I guess, set up some kind of cushioning inside your skull, right. you're kind of screwed on that front. Yeah, it's that speed, dude. Like, yeah. Coming to a complete stop at that speed brain hits inside that traumatic brain injury and you know, my wife deals with patients like that and you know you, you can tell they're they're just not there's something off in a lot of these cases and, and you feel you know uh, we love fantasy football but you know god man step away if um, you're getting traumatic brain injuries every two weeks yeah and you know what there's probably something to the australian rules thing but not just that you know other games where your head's not protected so you definitely don't you learn not to lead with your head. Right, you exactly. Learn how to, Try to protect it a know, bit more. Make your head not a weapon. And exactly. maybe they just you have thicker to, heads, you know. You know? Guys. You're, thicker skulls yeah. <laughs> made from yeah. different stock. I don't know, man, maybe. But definitely, yeah, they, they've started diagnosing concussions a lot more than they used to in the past because, of course, they just called it getting your bell rung back. In yeah, the day. they used to overlook it. Salts right. Get you back on. There. Wasn't wasn't um, uh, looked at it as seriously as it is now. Yeah, smelling salts like the Jets coach. You know, Brandon Cooks has a concussion too. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's it's going around. It's pretty rampant. Yeah, Brandon Cooks had had a pretty bad concussion. I mean, when he went down, I I thought he was dead. Yeah. Um, and again, not to be flippant, he looked dead. Just like you know Mason Rudolph when he went down and they were taking his pulse on the field, and then uh the the cart malfunctioned and they had to walk the guy off the field yeah those kinds of things piss me off the cart was broke they had they took his you know they took his face mask off and he had he had a look on his face like everything's great life is so good right now i mean he he really did um hits like that really piss me off um you know i mean these defensive players are pretty amazing but when you fly in there and just you know smack a guy blindsided in in the head um and it happens a lot to quarterbacks too uh I, i i'm torn you know i don't i like football in the old days I loved it when these guys, you know, were able to play and they didn't flag everything. But I mean, let's face it, some of these guys are are just, you know, like pit bulls. They're just train. They're just like dog fighting. They're just they're running in there and and just trying to knock that quarterback out. And you know, no no amount of restraint or fighting is going to change the way they play. Um, I hate to see quarterbacks be knocked out. It, it messes up that team, our fantasy teams. Um, I I feel pretty strongly about that shit. Yeah, you know. It- Shane, what just happened? Uh, let me plug it back there in. There you go. I, for a second, I thought maybe it was um, our our hangout, but everything's you're moving. I just couldn't hear you. No, it was me. I hit a cord. I think I got to order another goddamn cable for this Bluetooth uh, or for this Blue Yeti. It, it something about these just tear up uh, USB cords in my house. Nice. Yeah, they're thin cords. Well, what else we got, man? Ah, well, so, you know, I was just going to talk about Mason Rudolph, the fantasy football aspect of it. Right. So now we got a guy called Devlin Hodges getting ready to start. Wait, wait, he went who? Say that again. Devlin Hodges. Okay. He went to Sanford and Son University. <laughs> Sanford? Um, 
Sanford, Sanford and Son University. Now, um, if anyone's familiar with that college, uh, the Dean of Sports is Lamont. And um, Lamont. no one's going to get that joke. I think only old people understand what I'm talking Elizabeth. about. Elizabeth. Yeah, went- Elizabeth, I'm coming. Yeah, so he went to Lamont. No, he went to Sanford University, <laughs> and he but he did. I'll say this: he won the Walter Payton you offensive big dummy. Uh, player, of the <laughs> the offensive player of the uh, year award last year. So he was the best FCS player out there. Previous winners include uh, the great Brian Westbrook, and mm-hmm. then a shit ton of guys I've never heard of. Um, Adrian Peterson's on there too, but literally, I was trying to go through the list to find like, oh, well, here's a ray of light. There was just bunch of dudes i didn't know so not um not that much of a ray of light to think about this guy with uh this unknown name stepping in to replace roethlisberger and then rudolph on the field kind of scary but i bet people are picking him up like crazy in our leagues huh oh i i picked him up everywhere i could um (laughs) because at this point i mean that's the first team that's down there their third string quarterback but it won't be the last team we already probably not buddy um, so, you know, get in there early, get them. And at least he's got a good cast of weapons with Juju and Deontay Johnson. Oh, man, starting like, quarterback, you got to get him. You got to pay for him. You got to yeah. do it. You just never know. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, Jan- probably one of the quarterbacks that you that were lost this season was on your roster, you know? Got to do yeah. it. You know, I'm sure there was people after week one were like, you know, I'm not going to pick up this Gardner Minshew guy. He's, uh, you know, he's nothing. He's nothing special at all. Well, you know, he's been averaging up until last week. I didn't, you know factor that in yet but he was averaging 18 points a game going in the last week and then he had a really good game last week so yeah i'm I'm, look you pick him up you see what you got he could be luke falk and you're like oh okay so i'm dropping this guy immediately like if if mfl would let you drop luke falk in the middle of a game i would have done that yeah exactly um but whatever you pick him up and then jalen samuels is going to be out about a month with a knee scope yeah that seems kind of a mess too <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, I, still wondering why they uh, traded their number one draft pick for next year for Minka Fitzpatrick. But hey, you know, wh- whatever, whatever floats whatever your boat. Floats your boat. That, that'll get to you know one thing that was on my mind uh, for the last few days that our patrons have been bringing up. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, let, let's hear from the Scouting Academy before we, we get into the the main body of today's show. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. Okay, so yeah, check out the Scouting Academy. Um, If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you might want to send your staff to the Scouting Academy because you're going to have to be looking for gems in the later rounds because you trade at your number one pick next year when you probably should have been tanking for Tua or anything, uh, just not trading your number one because they're what, 0-5 now on their third-string quarterback. It's not looking too good for them. But... That brings me to today's topic. We actually have a topic for a change, which is pretty weird for us because usually we're pretty off the cuff. We have a rough idea what we want to talk about. 
been a lot of talk in our patron chat um if you're not a patron you should be because patrons are better than the folks that aren't um it's just a scientific fact no it's a scientific fact they're pretty cool i did i i did a science study i did a hypothesis and my hypothesis was patrons are better than non-patrons then i ran studies to confirm it um, there was a lot of beakers involved and wow. some of those Bunsen burners. Really? You, yeah. you were doing chemistry experiments to try to figure yeah. out the statistics yeah. on that. Yeah. So the results came back pretty, uh, pretty f- positive that patrons are better than non-patrons. So, you know, it is, well, the, you can't argue with science. <laughs> I'll tell you what, our, our listeners at large outnumber our patrons, but I'm glad we have both. I'll tell you that. No, yeah, I love them all. I just love patrons a lot more. So what we wanted to talk to uh, talk about and we're going to get into is tanking, um, you know, and I, I've actually heard a couple other podcasts kind of get into it a little bit, but I didn't think of it because of the other podcasts. I thought of it because of the patron chat. And also, I guess we're at that point of the season where people are looking at the rosters and going, yeah, I'm a, I'm a win five and I'm not going to win shit this year. So let's start looking to the future. Um, so one of the things that, that caught my eye in the patron chat is we were talking about the right way to tank. And we don't mean, and we'll get into that later, like, yo, do I trade this for that or this for that? We mean legitimately, like, is there a good or is there a correct way to tank versus a bad way to tank? Is it okay when you're tanking to set a lineup with inactive players on it? Jeremy? You're the only other guy here, so I'm asking you. Right, yeah. Well, I, I just was waiting for a pause in your monologue to, to be able to kind of sneak in there on this. Um, yeah, I mean, tank. it depends on how the league defines tanking because I'm in leagues where I really don't care if you tank. And, and in other leagues, I might feel a little bit differently uh, based on, you know, the settings and whether it's happening now or late in the season, you know, insulating a team that's you know already good in the playoffs if I'm not that team I mean it just depends on how the league at large looks at it um you know I'm in a in a my home league is it's separated from top to bottom by basically uh, one game separates the best teams you know from the worst teams it's pretty cool there's a lot of parity there um you know I don't think anybody's gonna tank in that league there's really not a need to because everyone's still in it and it's head-to-head I'm in some best ball leagues where by week six, if you're not in the upper echelon of teams or the upper half, if you're near the bottom, your prospects for finishing at the top of that league and winning are pretty much shot, especially in a dynasty. So I see it more often, um, the acceptable kind of tanking in a best ball dynasty league. When you're able to you know, move your assets that are your greatest ones for future picks, and, and I know that's not what you're defining as tanking, but you're basically still punting your chance to, to score by getting rid of your best players. You're forfeiting this year for next year. So in a way, it's still a form of tanking. It's just more acceptable. It's not literally, you know, just giving up any ability to compete. You're just forfeiting it to next year. And, you know, like I said, in a best ball league like that, you just don't have much of a chance to come back once you're down. Uh, and out of it. And I'm in, I'm in one of those right now. And I just traded, um, Katie flower. Um, I traded Tom Brady and AJ green. I had a really competitive team. I won before I've been in the top of this league in the playoffs. And, um, this isn't my year, you know, maybe I held on to some of these guys too long, but I just don't have enough assets to pull it out. I'm maybe third from the bottom of this league. So I traded Brady and AJ green to her 
um, it, because I, I'm punting and I, I can't win this season. And I got, um, you know, Herbert and I, a quarterback in Oregon. I got um, a really high-profile wide receiver that most people know and um, a Debbie first-round pick. And, you know, basically a first-round wide receiver and then a first-round Debbie pick. And, you know, I pro- maybe I could have gotten more, but the reason I did that was just to, you know, bank on the future. I was out of it. So do you look at that in any way as as tanking and giving up on the season? Does it depend on your record for you, Shane? Does it depend on what, what factors contribute to it being called tanking and not tanking? Because that's the first place you got to start. What's the definition for you? Well, for me, it's, it's selling all your assets. Well, not all of your assets, but selling a lot of your assets, especially obviously the aging ones. Um, the one-off type guys like say John Hillman, Hillman. I think that's his name. He's going to get the start for the Giants tomorrow. Say he goes out there and just runs, you know, 15 for 130 and uh, five receptions for 60 yards. And then the Giants are like, we have to work this guy in the rest of the year. Like a one-off guy like that. There's no way that's going to be a long-term success. We know it. He's not going to hit. He's undrafted. He was basically, not basically, he was on the street until last week. Selling guys like that. But, you know, in short, because I know I can get very verbose, um, some might even say I'm a verbose motherfucker. Um, I would say it's basically trying to not win this year um, because you're already out of it and accruing young assets, players, or and or multiple picks. Um, so you're saying that I, is I, a I form don't... of tanking. You accept that as a you, you accept that as a tolerable form of tanking, or you're saying that is not tanking. No, I'm saying that is tanking. That's basically you're not. So this is where I guess it gets a little shaky is you're not trying to win, right? It's really not your main goal. Um, If somehow you should happen to win, great, whatever, fine. But that's not your main goal. Um, But it's weird because then I get into the issue, well, does that mean you should penalize or kick people out of the league that don't set lineups? um and or or not and or or they set put guys in there that are on buys yeah i think you have to pay attention to that yeah i mean honestly that that's not in good faith um they're not doing their due diligence it's it's not ideal for the league for a team to just you know sit their players and that's why i said there there are some gray areas here and there's a fine line between acceptable tanking and not acceptable tanking and i think it depends on the league like i accidentally started saquon barkley last week in the in a kitchen sink um and uh and i forgot about it i have so many leagues i said it and i went I, I went back and reset my rosters again on sunday and on my phone and i wasn't home and you know excuses excuses but i missed that barkley was out i didn't see that he was out or going to be out of course the same thing happened to me with tyrell williams and he wasn't out on mfl until like 10 minutes before the game or something and i'd already set my lineups but you know so it's possible to make a mistake and start a player that's out for that game but i mean if if guys are doing that clearly, uh, you know, more than once, clearly trying to start uh, their worst roster or a bad roster, I mean, you can vet that as a commissioner and, and handle it. Um, most of the leagues I'm in, you know, you you have you can't start players on buy. That, there's one way to avoid that, just in your settings. But I think if you I think if teams do that, I consider it tanking. You know, whether you care or not, it's different. But you can 
you can definitely employ things through your commissioner abilities to avoid some of it. Can't start players on a buy, uh, or you know if they're IR, just different things. Um, you know, I I don't care if a team tanks as much as some people do. I, I've grown to not care about it because I realize that team's not winning money this year, and I'm trying to. So it's one less team to worry about, and I feel like it, the fairer your league is the more open it is the greater the marketplace it's like water rising to its own level sooner or later everything's going to even out as long as all the owners have you know the same abilities to manage their team and you don't have a lot of constraints on them i agree though that you know it sucks when you're you know trying to we're trying to compete for the league title and one of us in the last week is playing a team that's clearly not starting their best lineup yeah, see, and that, that's that's what I have a problem with yeah. when guys do stuff like that. Throws like it you off. might have, yeah, yeah, like someone's tanking. They have Julio Jones on their roster, and they're like, you know what? I'm gonna sit Julio Jones for Oba Alaba Johnson, uh, the Minnesota <laughs> Ola BC. Vikings wide receiver. Yeah, him. Yeah, him. That guy. that guy. You know what I mean? Like at that point, I'm like, that's not even good faith. Like I, I understand what tanking is. Look, the Sixers. I, I lived through the process, right? The Sixers went about it, The took a little longer than I'd like, but either way, they went about the process the correct way. They still did their best with the players they had. Yeah, the, the limitations they put on themselves. And you know what? Like right. most pro teams that go into it and you realize they're probably tanking, they're actually seeing what they do have out of some of the guys that, you know, maybe you don't really consider starters. They're, you know, seeing what they've got, getting a better sense for their team, their finger on the pulse for next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. And exactly, like they, you know, and it, obviously there's differences because that's a real team. You're running real players out there, blah blah blah, whatever. Sure. But real even money. in fantasy, you know, so I, you know, there's a league I'm clearly tanking in, and we'll get into a couple trades <clears throat> that I did later. But I'm still trying to pick up people, you know, because I'm not going to just. I have empty roster spots. So I'm like, all right, I got a lot of cash. I might as well pick up Ryan Izzo. It was last week of Flash, probably, but whatever. Maybe he becomes the next Gronk. I'm picking up Ola B.C. Johnson, um, Byron Pringle, uh, Devlin Hodges, players like that. Sure. Because, you know, for one, if they do hit, put together one or two good weeks together, and I'm still a bad team, well, that's another asset I can sell, even if it is for a fourth or a third, which... You know, I always joke about saying that they're not meaningful, but they are when you're trying to close the gaps on certain trades. Yeah, no, I get I it. Later I get around it. picks to do. I don't mind guys um, like so you me, doing that in in my league, Shane. I, I think that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. And that that's my feeling on it. Now I know other people might feel that it's you know what? Look, tanking is tanking any way you look at it, so it shouldn't matter how I get. But there. you've got to treat this. All my starters. Yeah, I get it. And but you've got to treat this as somewhat of a free market. Everybody in the league pays their dues, and everybody. Let's assume everybody's competitive. Everyone knows you're competitive. I think most people realize I am too. Say we're in a league together, you're doing what you just said, and I have a competitive team. Uh, you're really not affecting my ability to win. You're not infect- affecting the integrity of the league either. Here's why. You're, while you're punting this season away for the future, if I stop you as commissioner from doing that, then I'm, I'm affecting your ability to make your team better. You already know you're out of it. You've accepted that you're, you don't have a shot in hell to win this year. It's unlikely to happen, so you may as well... You want to be in this dynasty league for a long time. You may as well 
bet on the future. You know there are teams that are going to take your assets. And, you know, okay, you're not going to win any games because you're, you're even angling for a top three pick with your first rounder. Um, if I stop you from doing that, I'm not only affecting the integrity of I'm affecting the integrity of the league going forward. Your ability to manage your team so that you can stay in this league and be competitive next year and year after that. Um, this year's a wash for you. Every year you have teams that it's going to be a wash for them. And if you think of it that way, instead of just trying to protect the sanctity of this one season for the better teams and make sure that games are even, uh, I think that's like looking at things way too uh, microscopically. Like you're down in the weeds in it. You're not thinking big picture for the entirety of the league. I mean, you all, you're never going to have all 12 teams be awesome every season anyway. No, and that would that that would end up with everybody being six and six. I'm not sure if that math would work out. But in my head, <laughs> six and six Every, playoff teams, yeah. Yeah, everybody would be six and six, separated by three points, um, <laughs> and then we'd have to go to like the fifteenth tiebreaker, which no one understands. I feel like um, that meme, or like you um, like to pronounce it, that mame, where that guy's counting on his fingers and you still can't figure it out. It's like, wait. yeah, yeah. And then the proper pronunciation is uh, mame. Mame. It's French. Um, Paper and it's French for funny um, moving picture. So I'm actually tanking uh, just a little bit of trade alert here. I, I didn't purposely go into the season tanking in uh, the listener league, but uh, fates have conspired to tell me that I'm tanking. So I actually <laughs> yeah, made a trade. I think your record's uh, conspiring to tell you you're tanking. <laughs> yeah. Or you better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I tried to go zero running back in this league, and I've probably averaged about six points a week out of my running back position so that that's how that's gone um i got a lot of good young wide receivers though like jj arcega Whiteside and aj brown and i traded for tyler boyd and i have dj moore and samuel Curt- curtis samuel not samuel curtis i don't know who samuel curtis is but i don't own him <laughs> um i actually traded with uh mr stompy uh of ff mercs um dynasty diagnostics ff statistics he's just everywhere you know him the reigning sfb champ so i traded him carson wentz who i love obviously um for my first round pick i got my first round pick back from him um i'm winless in this league um yeah it's looking damn close that i will be the worst team in the league although there are a couple other teams vying for that i want to say honor is honor the right word? Yeah, I think I think it's fine to say that. And you were competitive last year; like you didn't lo- lose until the playoffs. So you had a quite quite a downward yeah, spiral I, I, since yeah. then. Buddy. I definitely hit some. Uh, yeah, I made the playoffs. I was fine there, and then uh, lost in the playoffs, and it, it it's just been all downhill since then. Um, but I'm currently actually zero and five in this league, so I'm pretty proud of that. Um, but it's the points right now. I'm up a hundred and I guess I'm up is the way I would describe it. Yeah. I'm up 120 points on the next worst team. Yeah. Well, just looking at the math, I got two teams that I need to do much worse than is, I guess is the right. Yeah. Heiserhoff is also zero and five. Yeah. And running. Yeah. There's a couple of zero and five guys. Right. Battling it out right now. I'm the high scoring. Oh, and five team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is like, you know, being the ugliest uh, pig in a pretty pig contest or something like that. Something like Um, that. Yeah, yeah. So I got some points to make up or lose. But luckily for me, the only starting quarterback I have on my roster now is Kirk Cousins. So that'll help. Um, And uh, I got a 
Colt McCoy, who just got sent back to the bench. Son of a bitch. Yeah, son of a gun. What's going on there? Yeah, yeah, he's back to the bench, and Case Keenum's taking over again. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, I made a bunch of trades. I picked up some picks. Um, basically, like I said, I knew that I'm not doing well this year. And, and my goal is not even to – I don't even want to use the, my first-round pick. My hope is just that I can <laughs> trade it to do a couple other – trade it back for a couple other picks if possible. Yeah. Um, and looking long-term at this – that that might even include if someone you know during the draft offers me a first round pick this year that's later in the the rookie draft and a first round the following year i wow. might take that big time the big team time. needs a lot of work yeah 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 need some work need i have work. nothing it's, to uh, offer you uh for kirk cousins or i would I, I don't worry about that i checked i i went through every roster <laughs> right. of everybody that's contending um you know and, and saw what picks they had second rounders things like that um, just anything I could grab. And, anything. you know, now I have, yeah, I have three 2021 picks. Um, I have a couple second rounders in this upcoming draft and a, the first rounder, which right now is the 103. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but I'm still trying. I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to, I don't I think it. I'm going to win picking up the guys I'm picking up off the waiver wire, but I'm still going to put a, a, the best team I can out there every week. Uh, consisting of the you know out of the players that I have so uh, a perfect example of that is I will not be starting Colt McCoy this week due to the fact that he's, he's not no playing this quarterback week. yeah so if you do that I think it's it's wrong and you know everything's not black and white but that's definitely you know in that gray area where I feel confident to say if you did that in a league that I was in I won't want you in my league but I don't commission any leagues because that's too much work. So it wouldn't be up to me. Yeah, I, I don't I don't love it. Uh, you know, and, and I'm fortunate to be in some longstanding leagues where no one does that. Um, I guess too proud, too proud to a fault to, you know, pull something like that. It, you know, one game separating first to worst. Um, that's kind of cool. I'm not in a lot, a lot of leagues like that. But at, at the same time, I guess in a league full of, you know, in a dynasty league full of people that I don't know, it really has to be spelled out because people we know people feel much differently than um, you know than we do, or you know the the opinions differ, and that can just lead to strife in a league. And you really need to go into it understanding that either the commission or the league, you know, what what's acceptable and what's not. But it is one of those unspoken things. I don't see it in bylaws. You see anti-tanking, you know, things written in there, anti-collusion which is, you know, awful. Obviously, those two guys need to be kicked out. But, you know, where you know, you can where do you draw the line on things like collusion because it's 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 spelled out what collusion really means. Um, you know, two teams conspiring for one team basically to uh, succeed or, or win deals and and be put in a position. You could almost argue when I traded away my Devi pick, I mean, Tom Brady and A.J. Green, though they're not probably going to help anybody win a league necessarily this year, um, you know, trading them away for Debbie picks is helping that team and not really helping me do anything this year. But like I said, in a best ball league, it's pretty much understood. And I looked and I'm second from the bottom. Rondale Moore isn't helping that person this year, but Rondale Moore and Justin Herbert and that first round Debbie pick is going to help me going forward. So we both won. Um, just in, in, so you have to step back and look at a big picture. We both won. It's just only one team's got a shot at winning this year, and I think that's fine. I like it. I like your I response like there. It's very good. Oh, thank you. Uh, 
<laughs> so yeah and i mean i guess and then for you i guess when do you think it's appropriate to tank so you're three and three well you would have played more games than everyone else if you did that say you're three <laughs> and two uh -huh. um okay so you're technically the sixth seed right now in the playoffs so you would make the playoffs but then you look at the teams behind you that are two and three say there's three of those and every one of them has outscored you by 150 points is that time to go and you you know the players that you have are playing over their skis basically you know it's not like you're filled with odell beckham and michael thomas you know yeah, you got it's guys like, playing at their ceiling and you know that's unsustainable right. Guys that keep having, you know, you keep lucking out. You just keep hitting the right buttons. Last week, you happened to start Gerald Everett because you're psychic. Yeah, um, you'd have to stuff be like that keeps happening to you. Or you know, there's one league I'm in. I'm, I think I'm, I'm like four and one because of no four and one, no doubleheaders, and um, I have like the fourth lowest points scored, um, just because every week I play someone, they seem to put up their worst week for whatever reason. Yeah, um, or I, I'm in leagues where I always seem to play everybody having their best week, or you know, I you know I look at the points against, and I've got the highest points against, and of course I don't have the best record because of that, and you know, a lot of luck plays a factor. But are you saying that the people behind you, the teams behind you, have scored more points than you, and you know you don't have a chance to really win the league, even though you're at the top? And so, what yeah. what's your move going to be? What do you what's yeah. your plan? Are you going to tank or are you going to ride it out and just see where the, the, the money goes? You know what? I, I think I'd try to win it if I was already at the top five games in. I, but it depends. I mean, I can't say that definitively because uh, a lot of factors at play. But I'd probably, knowing me, I'd, I'd try to win it this year. So you figure you're going to need at least seven wins typically to make your playoffs even as a six seed uh at least that that's been in my experience in 12 team leagues 13 week seasons you're, you're gonna need at least seven wins yeah so i'm yeah, thinking if right. you're three and two um you know that means you can go what four and if we do the math four <laughs> and four so if you just yeah. go 500 you yeah, I think you're already, playoffs, you know, thinking. most of the way there. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Um, you know, and that's that's legit math. You have to win four more games. Yes, I did math right. Um, <laughs> look, I stepped my game up when Sipes isn't here. I'm doing math correctly. Fill in I the did science experiments. Look, I, I know what I'm doing. I, I got to be honest with you. That that three and two, uh -huh. I'm, a, I'm a pessimist. Yeah. Um, so I'd assume that the bottom's going to immediately fall out. And I would probably sell everything. And in it sight. might, but and... won't you feel better about it if you actually tried to win the league? I mean, you know, that'd be satisfying, especially if you at least made the title game, knowing that your team's, you know, uh, exceeding expectations and they're all at their seat, playing at their ceiling. But if you could win, squeeze out four more games over the rest of the season, get into the playoffs and, and see what you could do, uh, would, you, would you not feel better about that than just kind of selling off assets now and letting the teams in second, third, fourth place vie for the title? I mean, nah, no, screw that. I'm a, you know, I, I look <laughs> no. long term and I go, is this team really built to compete? Gotcha. Um, do I want to be, you know, the 76ers before the process where I'm always the eighth seed or whatever the equivalent, <laughs> the sixth seed in, uh, you know, this league is the heat and, and before then, they got LeBron. Right. And then, you know what, in most leagues, and if you don't do this, you should do this. That last uh, playoff spot should be reserved for the team. Um, the the last team in should be the one with the most points scored. I like that. Um, but in my leagues, that, I'd be fine with you taking that approach because you should be able to handle your team however you want to handle it. 
Um, by doing so, you know, you're probably going to stick in it longer. You're going to have more fun because I'm not controlling you to the extent that I'm telling you, well, you're at the top. You have to win this. You have to try to win every game. Oh man, that's not your style. You know, um, you know, maybe you're like the big Lebowski, you know? Yeah. No, man, I hear it. I hear you. So, um, you know what, before we go any further, I think we should go ahead and hear from DraftKings because they got a special promo that they're uh, working on with uh, Dynasty Football Factory. Yeah, so let's check that out. DynastyFootballFactory.com has it all. Impact articles, a full scope of fantasy football rankings, ADP, and exclusive members-only access to Factory Sports Slack channel. Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, Debbie, and even DFS. A Factory Sports membership unlocks it all. And annual memberships are free. That's right. We've partnered with DraftKings to bring you your annual sports membership for free. Just go to DynastyFootballFactory.com shop and click on the DraftKings membership promo. Sign up for your DraftKings account, deposit just $20, and you'll receive a free $10 bonus and free Factory Sports annual membership. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See website for details. So act now and become a Factory Sports member for free. Visit DynastyFootballFactory.com slash shop today. So we've been talking about tanking for a little bit because I got to be honest with you, it's fun. You know, I guess it's tanking season. Like I said, you look at your rosters now, a lot of people are making determinations like, hey, can I go for it? Oh, yeah, it's a pivotal um, time. I mean, you, you better know what where you're going. Make some trades if you're trying to win it and you're, you're, you're not quite at the top of your league. Or, you know, make some trades to uh, get out of it and ha- pick up those future assets. I, I think you're right. I mean, and this season's been so crazy that I actually started thinking about those things like a week earlier than normal. Yeah, and you know, just just a note to our listeners, or well, I guess no one else would be listening if you're not our listeners. But just a note to our listeners, um, yeah, just make sure you're looking for that points for and points against, man. You know, if you know it's just been dumb luck every week, um, be realistic. Um, Optimism's a great thing, but if you you are being outscored by 300 points um, on the season. Uh, you're you're definitely getting lucky and those things do tend to correct themselves as the year goes on um you know but if you're five and oh it's a little different because you only need to pull out two more wins and if you're at that point then i'd say you know what i don't care if you're getting outscored maybe you are getting lucky every week but if you're five and oh you only need two more wins and you know you're in the playoffs so go for it yeah for sure yeah you can go for it that's going to be a new t-shirt i think um so I actually have a trade alert. I'm sure you do. What is it? Okay. So this is going to just be the long. This is all one league, Jeremy. Dude, I don't know if you can handle this. I probably can't. All right. This team is trash. Well, it's actually not trash, which makes us a little more disconcerting. <laughs> um, and this is a Superflex 14 team league. Uh, currently, I have the second worst team in the league. Um, I'm 160 points behind or ahead of the fourth place, 14th place team. However, you want to look at it. I need to unmake up 160 points. Is that that's how you would say that? I guess. Wow. So you're 160 so have... points ahead of the 14th place team to get like the first overall pick in the rookie draft. 
Exactly. So right now I'll be setting it to 102. Okay. Um, so the very first trade I made, um, you know, I made it known, you know me, I made it known like, look guys, my team's trash. I'm ready to put the season to bed. Let's make these moves. Let's make them this well, week. And so I, I mean, get my stuff together. I get it. You're a pro at this. I mean, there are so many teams of yours that are in this situation where you are, a, you know how to handle this. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, here's the thing. So, you know, and I was thinking about this the other day too. I love that, you know, when you listen to other podcasts, not every podcast, but other podcasts, you would swear some people have never had losing teams. Yeah, they just, win every I week, am, every all season long on every team. Yeah, they're yeah, lying every, if they if yeah, they say that. Never gone through the rebuilding process. They're, they're, all their teams are fucking fourteen and zero at the beginning. Of the, they're all the New England Patriots nineteen and right. zero. Right, all of them. What's the reality um, though? You have some in first. Yeah. You have some yeah. in last. Like I have a couple, and or you know some in the upper echelon of the league and then i have a few that are in the bottom three or four and you you just manage it in a yeah. different way but you still manage it because you know you're you're looking ahead but yeah and those te- nobody wins in every league all the time i mean there's just no way i gotta matter. be honest with you i don't think anybody wants to hear about leagues i'm winning in i don't really think that's fun <laughs> for them i think i think, I think right. no one wants to no one wants to check in and you know and hear from a show that's just like well i'm winning again i won again so all my players won again <laughs> they're all great i'm, I'm the great. best everything's great everything is awesome like the uh lego song um anyway all that said so again i let everyone know look i'm in the trash business i'm out so i received an offer um in this league from another owner and I accept it. I sent him Joseph Flacco, who is um, awful, very awful. <laughs> That's um, a nice way of putting it. Yeah, and I gave him uh, AJ Green as well, who is not someone I'd want to give up. But in this situation, it makes absolutely no sense to hold on to AJ Green. And in return, I got back Cam Cameron Newton, um, Nate Subfeld. I, I didn't ask for him, but whatever, I take him. Um, twenty twenty second and a 2023rd well i mean you you got cam newton for flacco and aj green yeah yeah that's that's basically the long and the short of it on the second round and you got some picks well i mean i i'd do that i mean i know cam newton cam newton's hurt so you're kind of this season you're not counting on him as much and flacco rediscovered how to throw a football and AJ Green, yeah, we love AJ Green, but yeah. but the dude is, you know, yeah, it's no, AJ Green that what? gets hurt, plays on a sh- the shitty Cincinnati Bengals right now, may not come back, may may not, we don't know, and he's you know thirty thirty one year old guy closing in on, I I think you win this trade, yeah. plus you're not and, gonna win games because Cam Newton's on your bench, exactly. I mean, for this guy, he needs a quarterback that can actually play. Um, <laughs> which, you know, for me, it's not really a consideration at this point. Yeah. So he gets himself a quarterback that can play right now, and then he gets a wide receiver when he comes back, assuming he comes back in the next couple of weeks, is we've seen what A.J. Green can do. He's A.J. Fucking green. You know Absolutely, what I mean? Absolutely, bro. Yeah. So then the next trade, and this one hurt a little bit. Well, this doesn't hurt as much, but we'll get there. So the next trade, same league. Uh, God damn it. This, is, this hurts me to even say. I gave up Marlon Mack. And uh, 2023rd. Um, and the 2023rd I actually gave up was the one I just got in the earlier trade. Got it. Uh, yeah. So in return, I got back uh, Ronald Jones, a 2021st, and a 2022nd. Yeah, really? That's, that's yeah. decent. 
Yeah, you know, look, Mac, I, I love him. Um, I, I don't know that this team is going to be competing even next year. Um, so basically, I'm, I'm, you know, projecting out uh, if this team is competing in two more years, is Marlon Mack still going to be useful to me? Probably not. Yeah, I think you um, give up Marlon Mack, you know, borderline guy in your head. You give him up for Ronald Jones and the the twenty twenty first and second, um, you know, in this upcoming draft. I, I think that I think you won that one too. Yeah, and you know, you know, I love Ronald Jones. Um, I know Twitter fantasy Twitter is not really a fan of the Ronald. I don't love um, either of those guys, but yeah. I like them both probably better, I, you know, greater than average. So, you know, six of one half dozen of the other, which one do you, you know, want? But in this case, it doesn't even matter, like straight up, who you think is going to be better maybe. down the line. You got yeah. those two picks and a 2020 maybe first is nothing doesn't. to sneeze at, sniff yeah. at. You can turn that pick into something else too, as soon as we get closer to the rookie draft or held during it. Yep. And, you know, look, uh, Ronald Jones, uh, best thing about him is I came up with a cool nickname for him, uh, Mr. Rojo Rising. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty like good. The doors, I was, I, Mr. I'm especially Mojo proud of that. Like, Rising. Yeah, I don't do well with nicknames. You know, usually I just call people by their full names. Um, but, yeah, I like that. Anyway. It's easier so, to pronounce, too. Yeah. So just one note on that trade I wanted to uh, mention is, you know, the, the other owner was very shaky on the trade. He wasn't really feeling giving up the second. Basically, the second we were at an impasse. So I just said, you know what? I, I got this third. Let me just throw that third in there because I know it'll make, you know, it'll make the trade go through, basically. Sure. Yeah, um, good job. Yeah. So, you know, we were negotiating, which I don't like doing. We were actually talking back and forth, which is ugh, the worst. Yeah. But sometimes you got to break down and do it. Um, and just for anyone out there that thinks like a second and a third, um, don't make much of a difference. I'm going to say that they do psychologically having a second round pick compared to a third round pick um, in an offer makes a huge difference when you're looking at it. Cause most people still look at a second round picks being as being very valuable, um, especially in this draft coming up. So this is a trade coming up next that, you know, in hindsight, this is where me being me and being in too impatient cost me. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I'm going to lose this trade, but that's that's fine. We'll get there. So I gave up Joseph Mixon, who I love, Miles um, Sanders, who you know, you know how I feel about him, and Curtis Samuel, and I got back Michael Gallup, and a 2021st. Yeah, Dirty Harry won that trade in, yeah. in my opinion, and I don't love Mixon, and I'm okay with Sanders. And I do love Curtis Samuel, but I mean that's not the point. I mean, you got the first round pick, but the first I people would give more than a first round pick in a lot of cases just for Joe Mixon or Joe Mixon yeah. and Curtis Samuel. You could definitely get the first. So Gallup for Sanders. I mean, I just I mean that's kind of a wash. I, I wish you would have gotten more in return, for giving up those three players. Yeah, and that's you know that was the over uh, overarching uh, message I got from the chat room. Um, on that, but you know, you know me. Um, Stick to your I, guns, I'm, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning to accept that this is who I am. I'm going to lose out on value on players sometimes because I'm just like, look, I, I want this done and over with. I got, I got 39 other leagues that need my attention. This ain't one of them. Anymore. Oh yeah, I can't, I can't do the trade negotiations. In fact, I think a lot of people um, don't enjoy trading with me because they send me offers and I just reject it. No counter. No foreplay, no nothing. Just uh, you know, no, 
And if it's a yeah, player like, that I don't want or care for or need, if they send me an offer, I may counter. I might come up with something. But if it's a player that I want to keep, that I'm not interested in trading away, if they don't give me something to chew on, if it's just lousy, I, I just I, I'm kind of done. I mean, I'm not done. I just I don't have the patience or the time to to dedicate to it. You know, I just uh, too many leagues. Yep, I hear you. Um, so, but the big drawing point of that trade was the 2021st I Hell got yeah. back was actually my own. Um, so again, right now it's the 102. So you're net, um, you're netting, you're netting even on <laughs> getting your yeah. picks back. I That's back my pick, commendable. The first, yeah, that I traded. Uh, if I know, probably during the last rookie draft. So I'm counting um, up. You got a first. You got a a 2021st. Make that two 2021st. A 2022nd, two 2020 seconds, a 2023rd, Cam Newton, Newton, Nate Sudfeld, um, Ronald Jones. Oh, yeah, Ronald Jones. And Michael Gallup. uh, I mean, you know, that's that's good with those picks coming back like that. So then next trick, trick. Oh, my goodness. It was a trick. You tricked this guy. I didn't mean a trick. I did not mean a trick. I'm sorry. Um, That's a different job. I didn't mean to bring that up on air. It's cool. If if the feds is listening, uh, yeah, come on, man, it. you're giving them too much. This is not the Patreon episode. Yeah, you're right. So, and then the next one, just a small trade, um, and I didn't make this offer. Someone offered me a 2023rd for Deshaun Jackson. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love like Deshaun, it. but he's not helping my team this year, and he's not helping my real team because he hasn't played since you know week two, and. He's going to be out again this week, and they're shooting at maybe in two weeks he'll actually play. Yeah, man, that's a player that I love in best ball because he has those big explosive weeks. But, you know, age is a factor. Size is a factor. He's been in the league a long time. Um, you know, he's great when he's great. But yep. all those weeks yep. where he's not and you have to try to figure it all out, no, I don't want that guy. I mean, you may as well get something. And what you were saying earlier about getting the second-round picks and, hey, I'll throw in a third to get a second. If you go back and look and, and see how many players you hit on in the second round, you might be astounded. You might have done better in your second round picks in, in some cases than your middling first round picks. I, I've, I've been really successful. I was looking at it over time in the second round. Like, that's my sweet spot. I, I pick up the, I cherry pick on the players that I like that people overlooked where I've traded up to the top of the second and not spent the capital in the first round. And, and this is a story for another show, probably. But the second round, I can say, is um, definitely a sweet spot for getting talent in the NFL, guys that fall through the cracks for your, you know, on your own or other owners. I hear you. So then we got one final trade that I made today. And all these trades are Man, over the span of This is less like than a marathon hours. of trades. Just one, one more trade. So uh, I moved Francis Gore. Um, and his elderly self and a third round pick that I acquired in one of these trades um, for a 2022. Uh, in your situation, that's that's a good thing to do. Come away with all these second round picks. You don't want Frank Gore um, this season. Who knows, man? Eventually that guy's going to retire. He's helping a team that's trying to win it for sure. Um, but yeah, and you know. Add that to a twenty twenty third. I think that's fair. Got another yeah. second. So you, yeah, the net in this with your picks is is pretty crazy. I'm gonna call you Shane Iron Man Manila. You're like the Iron Man Triathlon guys with one, two, three, four, five, five trades to get to the bottom of that with all of your picks. Yeah. Damn. So I end up with three first round picks. Um, one that's 
obviously going to be in the top two unless something historic happens. And then three second rounders and also picked up Cam Newton, Michael Gallup, and Ronald Jones. And like Nate Sudfeld for if that matters, not even a little bit. And Cam but, Newton's you know, not going anywhere uh, next nah, year. I nah, mean, I if you add all that up, I think he might have come out. Um, I think he came out ahead on this because um, Cam Newton's going to stop being a vegan, maybe eat some fish and chicken, and realize that you know when you play NFL football, you can't you can't eat like that. No, nah, uh, he's nah, going to turn it around. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I, I, I like I it for you, man. Studied it. Yeah, I haven't studied it, and I think maybe that'll be my next hypothesis. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not going to address the way you draft these teams that end up in last place that you have to, you know, turn around and have all this fun trading to make them different. But um, the, these, this was an interesting series of trades where you came out on top, and and you're also demonstrating that that not only is tanking fun, but it's also you know it can be rewarding, especially if you're looking beyond this season and you're fine with it. Yeah. And you know what? Going into it, and you know, I just had I had some assets, but 0-6 or 0-5, I forget. I think it's a doubleheader league. No, 0-5. I don't fucking know. Whatever. <laughs> it, 0-0 something. 0-0 something. I was second worst team. And, you know, looking at the roster, just didn't see a way that it was going to turn around. But, you know, look, now I got Josh Allen at quarterback and Daniel Jones and Cam Newton. So, We'll see how it goes. If anyone gives a shit, I'll check in on this team next year when I pick DeAndre Swift and Travis Etienne and uh, Cam Akers, and then uh, I win the championship next year. Hey, let me ask you a quick question. I'm going to ask you for your advice. This is a, a an offer that was just sent out to me via DM on Twitter, um, and it's somebody that if I send this offer to them, they're going to accept it. But basically, hey, do you still want Julio um, in, in this league. And I'm, I mean, either, I think I'm in first place. I didn't check the standings this week cause I've been too damn busy. That sounds like crap, but it's true. I haven't checked the standings. I was in first place. I may have been undefeated, maybe one loss, but, but let's, I'm at the top of the league. I won it last year in the inaugural season. I think I can win it again. Um, I I'm after Julio Jones. It's like, Hey, will you take Julio? Uh, all I want is Marlon Mack and Kenny Galladay. And I'm thinking I'm going to do it because I'm all about winning this season. And I don't really think that Mac and Galladay are going to set me back tremendously uh, in this one anyway. Um, I love Galladay, though. But, I mean, I think Julio, I'm all for trying, you know me, I'm trying to increase the margin of my one starter, one position, make it a little bit stronger, just one starter a little bit stronger than before. And I I think this might help me get there for this year um, but I'd hate to give away Galladay to do it and I might ask for something in addition because this is I'm thinking this for for points might be it for Julio like I'm not going to be able to do it next year trading for Julio yeah. the only problem with that is is Marlon Max uh, I think he's running back 15 right now someone told yeah. me a running back yeah. 13 he's definitely closing in on you know possibly being a running back one he's yeah. a high-end running back two for sure so that's a very significant piece you have to replace in your uh-huh. starting lineup. Yep. Um, I don't know what the rest of your roster looks like, but I'm assuming you don't have a high-end RB2 slash one yeah. just floating around. That that's a great point. There. And, and actually, I'm 5-0 and in this league, so I, I did win again. Um, I don't know what I was thinking with my record because we've only played. You have me thrown off now. I'm thinking there, we played more than five games this NFL season. That's how damn long. This season has felt. It's been a wild one, man. So five games down. Um, here's the thing. Our lineups, and this happens to me in all of the shallower starting lineups, I end up having Galladay on my bench 
almost every week. Or I'll have Marlon Mack on my bench every week because we only start nine. So here's the thing. It's a super, super flex league. So I have Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, and Andy Dalton. So I'm rolling out, you know, most weeks, Deshaun Watson and Matt Ryan. There's two. Um, case in point last week, I started Austin Eckler and I started Derek Henry. Uh, there's four. Um, I started Adam Thielen and Michael Thomas. There's six. Um, I started Austin Hooper and Travis Kelsey. What? That's eight, right? Two, four, six, eight. Um, I hope I didn't start eight and win and not start a ninth guy. But anyways, let's just let's just say my my ninth. Th- this is who I'd have to choose from for my ninth player. Now Kyle Rudolph in the past was one of those guys I'd have to choose from, um, but he's been terrible this season, and you're not looking at him. I have Sammy Watkins, um, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, Kenny Galladay, Paris Campbell, Riley Ridley, Marlon Mack, Devin Singletary. Uh, Carlos Hyde. Um, so, you know, I don't have tremendous depth, but I have had weeks where I'm like, you know what? I feel like I have two or three players more than I need, and I'd like to have one more ace in the hole. And so if this were like start 10 or 11, I probably wouldn't trade for Julio because I'd be rolling out Marlon Mack and Kenny Galladay. Instead, I'm choosing between Mack and Galladay and other guys every week. So the conundrum for me is get one of my favorite players and maybe boost his team or just keep leaving these guys on the bench in case Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas, Hooper, Kelsey, Eckler, Henry, you know, get hurt. I don't know, man. I, I think it's a toss-up, but. I mean, I, if I could find a way to give him Terry McLaurin and Marlon Mack, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I gotcha. Um, even in a nine-team, like, I get the frustration every week of being like, who the hell are, you know, nine-man roster? Like, who the hell do I bench? But I feel like that's a better problem to have. Yeah, it is a than... good problem to have, for sure. There's no doubt about it. Because, I mean, I haven't looked Galladay up, but I feel like he's uh, at least a high-end wide receiver, too, right now. Uh, it could be Yeah, wrong. you're right. Um, with, yeah, with about, you know, what, three years on, maybe four years on Julio at this point. I think once I, I know Galladay's 26 or 27. Yeah. yeah Galladay's so far this season's yeah. been a high end wide receiver three, but he's, he's tied with guys that are, or he's, he's a few points in PPR behind guys that are wide receiver twos like Hilton, Marquise Brown, Robert Woods, Terry McLaurin, Juju Smith Schuster, Emmanuel Sanders. No, he's, he's in that same mix of guys are practically tied in points. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I get term, it. Whereas Julio Jones is 20 guy, points just... ahead of Galladay and all those guys I just mentioned, and he's Julio Jones. And so I'm thinking yeah. I go from having 66 points on the season to 84 in just one of my starting spots if that holds for the rest of the year. And so I've just increased my margin of victory by, you know, a few points a week because I'm well, sitting yeah, so those other guys at... anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking at what four points a week. I forget if yeah. Detroit's been on a uh, a buy already. Yeah, or Detroit not. was in, on a buy what last week, right, or the week before. All right, and Atlanta hasn't been though. Right. So it's actually divided by four, which would be wait. Well, I'm I'm doing too much math <laughs> in my head. Um, first blush, sitting down, thinking about this. I think I'm going to reject it. Um, I do not want to give up Galladay. Um, I was clearly wrong on Daryl Bevel destroying that offense. Um, he's thrown enough. Yeah, you'd said that you know Galladay's, they're only going to have one yeah. viable wide receiver. But I mean, you forget the you forget the degree of difference that these coordinators have with quarterbacks. Everybody hates you know 
um, Matt Stafford. Well, I shouldn't say that. A lot of people love Matt Stafford, including me. But people, you know, rag on Matt Stafford. But he's he's able to distribute the ball. He's shown that. And he, he has a hell of an arm. And he's run the offense, and I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. That's not the story we're telling, though. And I remember we had these conversations about Daryl Bevel coming in and, you know, one wide receiver. Who's it going to be? You know, is it is it Galladay? Is it is it Marvin Jones? Uh, you know, it's turned out that they, they're spreading the ball around pretty well, even to Marlon Mack. I didn't mean to yeah. say that. I meant to uh, carry on. They've, they're spreading carry the ball on. to even carry on. Johnson's gotten some nice uh, catches. So I don't... I don't know, man. You can't stick to one one story, I guess, on this. Chris I'm Godwin leading the league in PPR, though, that's not going to stand. No, I, I, well, I don't know, man. Uh, Arians does love, you know, targeting the slot receiver in his offense. It's just, I, I would feel better if it was Evans because I own more. Ep- well, you know what? I actually own more Godwin than Evans, so whatever. Go for it, Godwin. (laughs) Look, the problem is, is Evans gets to shut down corners every week. Like, it doesn't matter if, you know, in real life, if all things were equal, that Evans was, is the better receiver or not. He's definitely the the better receiver. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he's the one that's getting shadowed by, you know, Marcus Latimer and guys like that. And, you know, they don't go into the slot. So good for God or good for uh, Godwin though, because he's taking advantage. Yeah, no, he's, he's a good player. Um, You know, he he really is. And it's a great opportunity for him, but um, you can replace him uh, more easily than you can replace a Mike Evans, a player like Mike Evans in the role that he does. I mean, you know, Auden Tate's not going to go to Tampa Bay and be Mike Evans, but you can pull slot and slot receivers are, you know they're they're the you know the talk of the town the all, every man. team has a slot receiver and they do well and and you know it's de- by design and all these teams have them and they and you know you could get another one easier but this is fantasy football and godwin's at the top of the ppr scoring for wide receivers through five weeks yeah you know i uh i made a trade for him oh yeah um yeah yeah i made a trade for him well he where he was the centerpiece of the trade but you know We'll get into that on the patron, uh, the ha- patron hangout. Oh, we're going to get into some other one... stuff, too. I'm going to do a little complaining on I, the patron you know episode. I had a context trading thing I wanted to get into, but we're going to save that for the patron. I think we're going to wrap the show up tonight. I think we've been going for about two and a half hours now, roughly. <laughs> no, man. I Not think it's, time. it's definitely less than an hour, but, you know, we'll see. All right, whatever. Look, we our people got things they need to do, and if they want to hear more of us, like I said, just check us out on the patron um dynasty trades hq join our patron join our patron join our patreon page and become a patron it's tough to say man you're a patron on our patreon page and, and we thank yeah. you yeah yeah and become a patron um because patrons are awesome and if you don't feel like doing that tonight do it tomorrow that's fine but also give us a rating and review on the itunes because that's where people get to know you from I'd like to make it on one of those cool lists where it's like top fantasy football podcast and I'd see us. I'd probably drop dead and die and that would be awesome. So let's hear from our friends at bestfantasyfootballleague.com. Bestfantasyfootballleague.com. Join a 12-team dynasty startup draft today. Leagues start at just $49 and go up to 999 Starting lineups of one quarterback, three running backs, four wide receivers, one tight end, and two flex spots. They also have best ball leagues, weekly leagues, and redraft leagues with six different starting lineup options in 10, 12, and 14 team leagues. 
BestFantasyFootballLeague.com. <clears throat> the best fantasy football leagues on the net. Sipes has you trained well, man. All right, guys, that's it for tonight. Today, whenever you're listening to us, you'll hear from us next week. And uh, give us a shout out on uh, the uh, the uh, Twitter there. Let us know what you think about tanking, what you think is okay, and what is not okay. Yeah, we appreciate all our listeners. Thanks again, guys. We'll catch you next week. Say goodbye, Shane. Goodbye, Shane.